The 29th of May, Wednesday the 29th of May, announced as the day for the next national and provincial elections in South Africa. We not only celebrate the practice of democracy, but I think we should also celebrate 30 years of democratic institutions like the Independent Electoral Commission. Michael Hendricks says the head of the IEC in the Western Cape last night's announcement by the president that means that the IECs now plan and operations to get South Africans to the polls. Now you don't sleep for the next few weeks and months, <laughs> Michael. Good morning. Hi, good morning, Lester, and morning to your listeners. Yes, it's awesome. Um, it's a date that we've all been waiting for. Um, as you know, the IEC normally starts preparing for the next election as soon as the last one is done. Um, and we worked on a, a, a planning date. We always take the first possible date of when an election can take place, um, which in this case is May. So we've been preparing for a May election um, on the understanding that it may be later. So it's great news. Um, you know, I, I, I couldn't sleep really last night just because of the excitement of the fact that now you can actually start kicking in. You know, it's time to rock and roll. The president said last night, I call on South Africans to exercise the democratic right to vote. And for those who will be campaigning to do so peacefully within the full observance of the law, we urge unregistered voters to use the online registration platform to register. We had two voter registration weekends, mm-hmm. last uh, one just I think two, three weeks ago. But people can still register to vote either online or at an IEC office up until the date has been announced, but the date has not yet been gazetted yet and you still have time to register that's correct yes um on the date with the when the election is gazetted in the government gazette um from that date the voters roll is closed and and we are expecting that the gazetting will take place till possibly later this week um so it's imperative that those who have not yet registered go online www.elections.org.za and register um, and or if you cannot go, go to our local offices during office hours. But it's imperative go this week. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm really urging you to go this week because you will miss the bus. Mm. You will literally be disenfranchising yourself by not registering. The president saying last night in his statement that beyond the constitutional obligation for him to to announce the elections, it's also a time to celebrate this democratic journey and to celebrate institutions like the IEC that in a global practice and a global scale is seen as one of the more efficient IEC's electoral commissions in the world. And your task is to hold free and to coordinate free and fair elections in which political parties agree to adhere to a code and conduct. And overall, I say the IEC has done pretty well over the last 30 years, Michael. Thank you. Um, you know, we, uh, there was a, co- uh, a survey commissioned by the um, HSRC after the 2021 elections. And in this province, um, they, 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 they found that close to nine, uh, 95% of the uh, participants in the elections uh, were satisfied that our elections were conducted freely and fairly. So that is not us saying it, but it's also obviously the surveys by, by a credible institution. But I think the important thing is in terms of celebrating our democracy, we often take our vote for granted in the sense that, you know, um, it is there. Well, um, I'm just going to see if I do or if, if I don't. Um, but the concept of free and fair elections is at its basis as a number of elements. One is a universal adult prop suffrage. You know where we come from and now you have opportunity to, to do so. But you have to register 
in order to exercise that right. And once you exercise that right, um, we guarantee the secrecy of the ballot. So nobody will know how you voted um, or for who you voted. Um, We also ensure that the votes all carry equal value. In other words, you know, we don't say to Lester, you've got three votes because you are rich or you've got more properties or whatever the case may be, um, which may be true. Um, But um, so everybody, rich or poor, saint or sinner, Everybody has has the has one vote, and it's of equal value, and that's critical because uh, we need to ensure that um, you know, as a fundamental basis of our equality, that every every voice counts equally. Um, we we don't know what will happen after elections. There is a pall a pall of 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 skepticism, cynicism from many South Africans about what happens, and and that is not your your job to to, to talk about that. That's mm. that's politics. But I will say that we have had already peaceful transitions of power in South Africa, in the city of Cape Town, 2006, in the city in the city of Johannesburg, another major metro, in the metro of Tswane, in the metro of Nelson Mandela Bay. There was even a time uh, not too long ago via a, a lone opposition MP. In um, in Bloemfontein, Mangahung municipality, that we, was governed by an opposition mm. party. Mm. We have had peaceful transitions of power before on a city level, provincial level here in the, in the Western Cape. And I don't think South Africans need to fear. But what happens after 2024 elections? Michael? No, no, for sure. I, I think that one, it's within the context of the strength of all our democratic institutions. It's not just about, for example, the IEC running free and fair elections, but you have an independent judiciary, you have a free press, a media, you have active civil society out there. So all of these combined make sure that we have a, a very strong democracy. Um, and that definitely will all go well. Um, you mentioned the fact that we had, for example, changes in government, whether it was KZN or, or in this province. We've had several different governments or parties in charge, um, and, and, it, and it happened. Yes, the politicians will always go on and carry on, but at the end of the day, there's a fundamental red line that I think that they cannot also cross over. Transparency um, is key in elections, and what many people don't realize is that in your voting district, the outcome of, of an election is public, that after counting has happened, and this is important about South Africa, counting happens at the site of the vote. It's monitored by party officials. It's parties' responsibilities to send their officials to monitor. You have IEC observers. You may even have independent observers. But after every poll is counted at a VD level, at a, numbers are put literally on the door of that of that. Of that, uh, of, of that building for the public to see just exactly how my community has voted. And exactly. that's a very transparent process. Very much so. And, and in addition to parties, you also have independents now. So remember, they also will have their reps at, at the stations um, to make sure that they are present during the voting, during the counting. Um, and they even have the opportunity then to sign off on that result slip when, when they see it. At that st- and, and as you indicate, Lester, one, we, we, we have it in triplicate. So the one actually goes and is pasted on the 
on the wall or whatever, the door of the voting station. So everybody can see it. They can take photos of it. Um, we then take it down the results slip to our local capturing site where we have also been audited by independent auditors. They don't belong to pol- political parties just to make sure that what is on the results slip is captured on our system. And then what we do is we scan all those results slips. Remember, we have over 23,000 uh, results slips times three because there's three ballots. Um, so all of them are scanned. And you can actually see them on our website. So you, the voter, the party, the observer, the scientist or academic, everybody can see what was the res- actual result compared to what we captured. And to make sure that, you know, if they have an objection, by all means, raise a raise an objection um, and, 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 we, and we'll deal with it. Uh, Michael Hendricks, uh, he is the head of the IEC in the Western Cape. May 29th is the date set for elections. Taking your questions, your frequently asked questions when it comes to elections. I, I also believe that no institution is above scrutiny. No institution is above accountability. But when it comes to certain segments of our party political class or other parts of our society questioning the integrity of an institution of the IEC without, without any real factual basis, what impact does that have on the confidence of a public in the IEC? That's right. Lester, one of the, the issues, and, and there's a number of surveys around that, deals with institutional trust. And, and especially within our country, the levels of institutional trust has dropped. Uh, not necessarily with the IEC, but sometimes we are classed together with other state institutions where people have, have lost a bit of trust in it. Um, and it doesn't all go well. You know, if you are a, a, dis, a disgruntled contestant, go and challenge us. You know, make an objection. We have an electoral court, which is a specialist court, and it's quick and easy to get to. And, and raise your objection and, and let the judges decide. But now what you do is you go out and badmouth us. A lot of times, Lester, they almost do it before the time. It's almost like laying the foundation of what will come later on because they know they're not going to do so well. So now they start laying the basis by, ah, I see this, I see this. And they make these rash, irresponsible things because, remember, these are leaders of people. And people listen to their leaders. So you, you, you can't have leaders making these rash uh, claims and, and, and false uh, uh, accusations about the IEC. By all means, as you said, we definitely are accountable. Um, but there are institutions that to which we hold ourselves accountable, like Parliament and like the courts. Um, so for all, you know, we, we are so transparent. It, it's, uh, you know, compared to international standards, we are, we are extremely transparent in our processes. Plenty of questions around special votes being out of town, out of the country. Lester okay. will be out of SA on the 29th of May. I'm registered. Can I do an early vote? Has special voting days been announced? Yeah. No, no. So what will happen is uh, um, the president and the premiers will proclaim the elections. Remember, we actually have 10. So it's the National Assembly and nine provincial legislators. So each premier does for his province or her province and then the president. But they will coordinate it. And as I said, that will come out possibly end of this week. Um, what happens then is the IEC then publishes its election timetable. That is a, a timetable for everybody to see and to know exactly what happens when. Um, in terms of special votes, there will be a date or period set aside where we'll say, look here, special vote applications are open now and they will close X number of days before the election. That is a time that your listeners can then apply either online or if, if they want to simply vote the day before the elections at the voting station, they can even SMS us um, and they will be able to then vote. But all those those timelines will be available 
probably by next week you can call me in and we can talk about timelines. What about if you're out of the province? I've had the opportunity to be out of the province during an election period. I presented myself to the electoral officer, say I am registered, mm-hmm. you can check I am on a registered voter. I could vote, but I could only vote for the national ballot and not the provincial ballot. Is, that, that, is, that would remain that, the case. That is still the case. Uh, if you're outside of your province, what happens? You first now need to notify us. Previously, you could just rock up mm. at another station anywhere in the country, and we'll help you and we'll give you the national ballot. Given the logistical nightmare that that created, we had close to 1.8 million voters who were voting not at their station. Um, so we cannot track the number of ballot papers, staff, etc. Now you will have to notify us in writing before the time and say, I am registered in the year, here's my ID number, and I will be in that specific area on election day. We will al- allow you to vote there, but as you said, if you're outside of the province, you will only get the national ballot. Taking over your questions, your voice notes, uh, your Concerns and your queries to Michael Hendricks, the head of the IEC in the Western Cape, 021-446-0567. You have up until the date of proclamation where you can still register to vote, do so online. And we're hearing that date of proclamation could be very, very close, maybe even by the end of this week, Michael. So you have basically two days to still register to vote, but we're back. On the road to elections 2024. Let's reflect on how far we've come together. Go to primemediaplus.com and ewn.co.za. Good morning. A question for your IAC member. In a world of digital banking, digital, etc., is there no way that we can be the first to use ATMs as a voting booth in this country? Um, most people will have an ID linked to their bank account and is there no way that the bank could then play a role in capturing a vote um, against your ID and that way we don't all have to stand in a queue at every single school around the country costing the IEC a lot more money I'm sure it would be much cheaper if there was a digital platform that was either linked to your cell phone app, your banking app, or an ATM. Thank you, Justin. Um, the conversation around electronic voting has started. The IEC has, is already exploring, not for this election, but for future elections, the possibility of e-voting. Michael? Um, yeah, look, uh, firstly, one, can we just distinguish between electronic voting and online voting? Um, so in a number of democracies, they have what they call electronic voting. That is where you have a voting machine um, at the at the ballot uh, uh, at the voting station, and you vote um, there on a, on a particular machine, um, and and the votes then are automatically calculated right away. It's like in India and Brazil are leaders with that. Online voting, on the other hand, very very few. I think it's about probably five countries in the world that actually do it, simply because of the risks. One, because there's an order trail. All right. So as long any transaction you do on the internet, whether it's a bank or so, there is an order trail, which means that we can then track how you voted. I can determine, Lester, this was your vote, and you voted that. So that is the first danger of that. And given the fact of of the extent of hacking and things that takes place now, you run the real risk. So a lot of countries, 
us included, have not embarked on that until there's a number of fundamentals we have to deal with. Secondly, you have the situation with ATMs. Yes, it may assist, but it may also only assist a certain section of the community. So disproportionately in terms of the money that we're going to spend in terms of making... Uh, um, so, so you're saying that that, that still physical ballot and marker voting is still the safest? Yes, yes, look. In and, terms and of the integrity right. of an election? And, and, and right now, as I said, um, International Idea, which is a, a, a network established in Sweden, they did a survey of 172 countries, and they found that the majority of them, established democracies as well, still use the paper ballot because that is the way in which you can have um, a complete record. Remember, if you're using something electronically and something goes wrong with that data, how do you retrieve that to determine also? So the paper ballot, we are obviously going to be moving towards some form of electronic voting down the future, but we must just be careful we don't rush into something. And, and, the, and the cost is, is, is the cost benefit is, is limited to who is going to be benefiting from it. Uh, I, I think it, it's critical, but, but obviously we're open to that and we're looking at that. Um, it's not there's a closed door, but, but it's... it's uh, Let's talk about the ballots. Ballots the size of books, <laughs> based on the number of political parties contested, but also um, uh, independents who will yeah. contest, yeah, as yeah, is yeah, now yeah. Uh, the right. How many ballot papers will people be receiving if they are voting in provincial and national elections 29th yeah. of May? 20, 20, uh, on the 29th, on 29th of, May, of May, at your voting station where you're registered, you will receive three ballot papers. All right, uh, Two ballot papers are for Parliament. And one is for your provincial legislature. So the two in Parliament, there's, there's a national uh, ballot paper, which is the same for the whole country. And on that, only political parties will appear. All right. Your second ballot you will receive is going to be a Western Cape uh, regional ballot. It's basically a ballot for seats that are reserved for the Western Cape in Parliament. So the people of the Western Cape will be able to send representatives with their voice Parliament as well. So it almost counters the fact that you have only a national ballot. So each region will send a set number of representatives in Parliament, all right, so that there is literally a, a regional or, or provincial voice um, in Parliament. Um, and in that way, your, your smaller provinces are not dominated by your most uh, popular, uh, most populated provinces, where the big provinces will decide, and if they decide, then the majority of MPs come from from that particular province. In this way, we are making sure that all provinces will have a voice in Parliament. So that is the third ballot. So you'll receive a provincial ballot for the provincial legislature, a Western Cape regional ballot for people that you want to send to Parliament, and then the third ballot will be just for parties, uh, where you can uh, um, only vote for a party. The region, sorry, the region. And the provincial ballot, that is parties and independents. Um, can I ask if I can vote at any location in the Western Cape or do I need to vote at a registered location? I think what you said earlier is the answer is yes, but you need to inform the IEC where generally you would be on voting day. Yes, you, you, you actually have to be specific. You have to say, look, I'm registered in wherever and I'm going to be at the waterfront because I'm working there. All right, but you need to be specific. You can't just say, "Oh, I'll be in George somewhere." The whole idea of the notification is so that we can make sure that that at that voting station, the presiding yes, but also the presiding officer and the party agents. Mm. Remember, Lester, if you pitch up at a voting station where nobody knows you, they're gonna say, "What can you Yet you can't vote here because you're not. We don't know who you are, etc. So the whole idea is, yes, you can, but you will have to notify us, and the dates for that notification we will be publishing probably by next week. 
Um, a very, very quick question. I voted, I worked as an observer for two days in 1994. If I wanted to assist again, how do I go about that? Uh, what happens is we, we accredit organizations, not individuals. So get yourself that listener to a organization. Let the organization apply for accreditation. It's a very straightforward thing online. Um, and then you, 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 you'll be accredited uh, via your particular organization. Michael, I'm sure I'm going to be speaking to you for, uh, many times over the next few weeks and months and we'll bring you back onto the show as there will be more questions from voters but Michael Hendricks I hope you get some sleep now before that <laughs> election date is proclaimed because you're going to be very very busy over the next few weeks. It's Always good. a pleasure Lester thank you very much.